You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, your host as always, delighted to be here again. We're missing Wilson this week, we're looking like we're going to miss Wilson for the next few shows, so we'll just send our best wishes to him. Shankers is here with me as always though, Shankers, how are we doing? Aye, good mate, good. Pleasure, and we've got two very special guests, we'll start off with former Rangers, former Plymouth, former Hibs, former St Mirren man, Greg Wilde, it's an absolute pleasure to be on Greg, thanks for joining us. Nah, no problem, mate, that's fine. Perfect. And also we've got the former Morton, St. Johnson, and now he's back at Morton, Chris Muller. Chris, thanks very much for joining us. Good morning, Scott. Cheers for having us on. Thank for having you. We'll make a wee start. We'll just say we'll just talk a bit about what's been happening over the past few days. We're, I'm keen to get both Chris and Greg's thoughts on this. The Scottish Championship, we're hearing today that the, the 10 teams have made a decision that they want to keep playing. Chris, obviously you're at Morton just now. What's the what's the kind of overall understanding you've got with the situation there? Oh, we just uh, like heard that everybody else Friday. You know, obviously came out and uh, I for, for me personally, like I, I want to finish the season. Uh, I think players are, you know, that are probably low risk in terms of where they're at, where they're health and whatever else, and to, if they pick up uh, pick up COVID. Uh, and in terms of I think football is a, it's a, it's a great release for everybody, uh, players, the fans as well. It gives them something to look forward to during the week and we're all locked in. So for me, it was I, I wanted to finish the season and, and continue playing. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad that's the decision that's been made. Greg, obviously you're at East Stirling as well. Like obviously the, the league's been suspended for, for three weeks. Where's, where are you? Can I? Are you, are you um, we, had a, we had a meeting actually this morning uh, on a, a, Zoom, a Zoom call. Like the the clubs in the own league and the managers had a meeting on Thursday and uh, what they're concerned about is that obviously we don't go back until three weeks time so it's the 31st of January but the clubs are saying that you can't ask players to go back train like a Tuesday, Thursday and then get in a game on Saturday they need a maybe a two or three week period where we need to train and get games before we even go back and continue the league so but I think uh, what the manager's been told is we don't go back till three weeks and the games will continue, but the league might extend till the end of May now because obviously we've got midweek games and we've still got to play teams back-to-back. And we've still even played Kelly Hartshit as well. Uh, so I think the league's getting to continue to the end of May, uh, but the talks are we don't go back to three weeks and I think the season will start in the middle of February now. Right, okay. And Shankers, can I can bring you bring you in this as well? We had a, we had a conversation during the week about the possibility of the, the league being null and void. We, do we, we still think that's that's not going to happen? Well, the, the SPL, I, I, I can't see it. I, 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 think if, I think at worst they would, they would do similar to, to what they've done last year. Uh, at worst, but I think they'll, they'll try and get it played as we said we spoke about sponsorship money and, and things, the TV money and things like that. Uh, can they maybe have to give some back or whatever? So I think there's too many complications. I think they'll they'll try and play it out. The only worry is, say they, they did the three week break or whatever, uh, 
like what the lower leagues have done. Then the Euros is is uh, in the summer, so they can't really extend the season too much. But but I think they'll play it as normal. Chris, have you heard anything about the the possible what happens if the the league can't continue? Like what the what the possibility? No, are? no. Look, there's no the the further conversation that I've had is that, uh, that there was a club that raised an issue about finishing the season and. It was going to a vote, uh, and that vote's been taken, and that, that's as far as it goes. We just continue on, so we're back in training Monday and preparing for the, the game at the weekend. Yeah, definitely. We'll move on to the, the results over the weekend in the Premiership. We'll start off with Celtic now, Livingston now. Livingston, again, continue this great unbeaten run, but the story, obviously, after it's been, been the situation at Celtic. Chris, where do you, where do you see Celtic going for you? Obviously, another poor result. Do you do you think that is the league over? And what's the where do they stand after that result yesterday? I think it was, you know, I think it's just put the nail in the coffin. I think the league's over. I think Rangers will will stop the the ten in a row. So, uh, you know, I think for all Celtic fans, it's, it's massively disappointing. I think it meant a lot to obviously the, the, what the Celtic fans have got pals that are still fans, you know, they're hurting just now with the way it's kind of went this season. Uh, you know, throwing the obviously the Dubai debacle just now, and it's it's a PR disaster, and it's just kind of you know, Olivia were in good form as well. They've been flying under Dave Martindale, so it was always going to be a difficult difficult task, especially with the amount of players that well, uh, Celtic get missing. So, uh, I it's, you know, is Neil Lennon going to be the manager to to the end of the season? I think that's a big question. I think there'll be changes uh, come the summer, uh, just just with the kind of rumours that are going about, but. Uh, you know, I think Rangers will, will lift the title and it's 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 not both up to the powers and Charles Demon Desmond and Peter Law, whatever, that to, to kind of sort it. You know, it's it's it's, it's, it's not been very good just in itself. Yeah, Greg, Rangers are uh, Rangers are flying at the top of the league. A one one draw today against Motherwell. I just want to get your thoughts on as well. Obviously, uh, your old teammate Stephen Davis, three hundredth appearance today. You also yeah. played with him when you were at Ibrooks. How how good was he to play alongside and what was your, what was he like in the training ground? Just a brilliant, brilliant player. It's just an all-round good professional. Uh, you can see what he, he brings to the squad and obviously to Rangers. He's uh, he's one of the best players I've played with in my career. Um, there's no doubt about that. And to his age, he's still playing at the moment. It's, it's incredible. He's a credit to himself and his family, obviously. So, But for Rangers to go in the league this year, I think Chris said he's spot on. I think it's done. Um, well, obviously, Rangers dropped points today, but he didn't get up a point for a part and I think the league's done if you ask me uh, it was done after the Celtic game at Ibrox where Rangers didn't really play well it's probably the worst they've played all season it's the best Celtic have played all season as well yeah. but still come away with three points and then as, 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 like Chris says I think Rangers have, have won the league already Shankers obviously we watched the Rangers game today Like it was, it was a 1-1 draw but Mullow were quite impressive the way they, they kind of set out and I thought Rangers were quite slow and flat but Motherwell did pick up, kind of. They've certainly been better than they were in previous games. Like, what was your kind of take takeaways for the game today, Shankers? I I think Rangers started slow the the last few games, uh, and you can't no seen it coming, but you you could tell that somebody was going to take points off them, and and then your future. I think they were they were playing, uh, they were winning games, but not playing well, and. Uh, but it was hard to see just the way Motherwell set up in that. It was once see once they get something to hold on to, uh, and they've got men behind the ball. It's so tough to break down, and I could only see Rangers goal coming for 
for a, a wide position or a set piece, just because it was hard to it's hard to thread the ball through or, or uh, break break them down. So I could only see a, a goal coming for the wide area. It's a I suppose when you put forty bad crosses in, one of them's going to go in the money. I suppose the Tav and and Barisic didn't really put put many good balls in, but uh, one out of forty is all right. But I think they'll they'll take a point and move on. It's not it's not as if they they lost any any uh, ground. The Celtic didn't gain any any points on them, so I think they'll just take that and move on and try and forget about it. Yeah, definitely. Greg, your old team Aberdeen had a, had a bit of a bad result yesterday. Ross County went, obviously, at 4-1 def- defeat for Aberdeen away to Ross County. Do you see yeah. kind of Aberde- a bit of, kind of issues developing at Aberdeen with kind of three games without a win and they kind of talk they're going a bit stale? Do you do you kind of go along with that? I think you're kind of thinking about it. Two seconds, let me get this dog away. Two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, three games of bounds, I think. You've got to realise how, how good Derek's done at Aberdeen. Uh, four years he's been there. Uh, he's been he's done well and his recruitment has done well as well. He's lost players and brought players in to, to replace them. Um, but to touch on what he says, it's, the, it's a bit of a heavy defeat against a team who's fighting at the bottom of the table. We have changed their manager and um, he's got a response from his players to, to go and beat Aberdeen four goals to one. Uh, I think Big Yogi's up but it's picked up four point five four points in the last three games since yeah. he's been in charge. So it's a good start for him and a, a good run for, for Ross County. But on the flip side, Aberdeen have got to come back come out this stronger. You know, it's not all the time you see Aberdeen run a run of three defeats. So it'll be interesting to see what, what happens midweek. Yeah, definitely. Chris, your old team St Johnson got a big one as well yesterday, a one one at home at St Marin. What did you kind of think of St Johnson yesterday? Were you were you pressed with the result? I think they've been playing really well. I've done a few commentary games for them on the St. John's TV and uh, they've got a good squad of players there, good good young squad and uh, obviously played with, with Callum and uh, worked on when he was assistant to Tommy Wright. Uh, I know Marker really well and, and he's got them playing good football, good tempo, the high press and just that, it was the same when I saw them. It was like that final third was just, just missing a wee bit. They're creating so many chances and not taking them. Uh, so, you know, I think that they'll be fine, but it was obviously a big win. You know, they needed to get a win. They were, you know, not far off the bottom position uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Chris Kane's found a wee bit of form as well, picking up a couple of goals, so was, which is good. Kane of works so hard sometimes. There's a lot of work outside the box, so it's good to see him, see him getting uh, getting on the, the school sheet. But no, I, I did think that they would bounce back and the results would pick up and uh, hopefully that continues. Yeah, definitely. We'll just touch on another two results. Hibs were 1-2 now against Kilmarnock and Hamilton and the United shared the points at a 0-0 draw. Shankers, what was your kind of overall performance and uh, play of the weekend? Uh, I liked Gorgic. I, I liked him when he was at Hamilton. Uh, I'm not surprised he moved to a better club. He, he, scored, a, he scored a screamer yesterday uh, against Kilmarnock. Uh, and I also said, I, I think Hibs will... will uh, beat Aberdeen to third place. I'm going to stick my neck in the line and, and say that. I know they're there now, but Hibs have got... Uh, Aberdeen's got a couple of games in hand, but I think I think Hibs have got a, got a good squad. I think I think they could sneak third place. Yeah, definitely. We'll move on to our special guest. We've obviously got Craig, Greg and Chris joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to have you both on. We'll start off with, with you, Chris, talking about your, your youth days at Celtic. What, were, what was your kind of favourite experiences there? And what's it, Are you getting kind of good stories are coming through? No, it was, it was obviously great, you know, it's well to tell you, you know, you're well looked after, you can 
you're old firm and you know that everything was really good, you know, obviously the facilities, the coaching, you know, it's uh, it was brilliant for me. I really enjoyed it. Spent three three years there and still keep in contact with a lot of boys, you know, like like Sean Maloney, he was he was coming through at that time, by Kendo. So it was it was a good squad and at that time it was like Celtic were uh, just been into, when I left they just got to Seville, obviously the UEFA Cup final. So it was yeah. a difficult squad to break into. Uh, it, it was great, but you know when I left, it, it was time to go. I was I'd signed a new deal and I was training every week going on a Saturday or Sunday, Monday. But reserves, I wasn't I wasn't even getting in the squad. There was ten players coming in, so for me it was I, I had a year and a half left, and they offered the payment up. And I was like, I need to go because if I didn't, then I, I probably wouldn't have a career that you know what I went on to have. Uh, and it, it was a tough decision, but everybody wants to play for. Celtic Rangers and you know and I was no different but you know what to go and have a career and uh, it was it was probably the best decision for me to, to, to go at the time that I did yeah definitely Greg you started out at Rangers as well what was your kind of memories of being there and it was obviously you were there with Walter and Ali which, what was, how good was it, the stories for them uh, yeah it was good I actually started my, my youth career at Celtic didn't I with Tony yeah. Burns and uh, there was a but yeah, I swapped deal with a player at Rangers. It was called Sean Fitzharris at the right. time. So he went to Celtic and I went to Rangers. And then I came through the youth system at Rangers and loved every minute of it. Uh, you know, you do miss the, the times when you're a youth player because you used to go to all different tournaments uh, when obviously in the summer and stuff. So but to break through the youth system at the first team is something that I'll always uh, never forget. So. No, I'm pleased what I've done in my career and to to come through the ranks at uh, one of the clubs I support as well. So no, it's it's been good. Who were the good players coming through when you were when you were there? Uh, well, I had a good youth youth team. I was in the same youth team as uh, you had Flecky at the time. You had Danny Wilson, uh, Kyle Naismith, uh, Mark Weir, who's at Bonnie Red Rose at the moment. Uh, there's a lot of you know good players at the time. But, that we had, and uh, we actually got, we won the uh, back-to-back league titles in the 18s at a time, and we got to the Youth Cup final where we could beat our Celtic and we could beat our Fibs, uh, and then after that we went into reserve football, uh, where Ian Durant was in charge at the time, and we obviously threw through that into the first team, it was, it was, uh, it was good. Brilliant. Chris, see when you, you broke through at Morton as well, you came through the the kind of team there for five years, but we've got a question here for an old teammate of yours, Scotty McLaughlin. Has <laughs> Madge ever took a second? Has Madge ever took a second prize in training? What's that? <laughs> Scotty, brilliant. Uh, no, like, so I can be a bit nippy at times in training that, and I've always been a bit of, like, just just because you put demands on yourself and those those run about you, and sometimes you know in training you can get a, a wee bit heated. So a couple of times, like a few times, if you. Meet the challenges and that it was one time Dean Keenan, uh, <laughs> right through the basket, and I've picked the ball up, right? And I've, I've, I've picked it up and I smashed it, volleyed it, and it smacked him right in the face. And I was like, oh, God's sake, man, but I usually would have missed him, but it catch him right in the, right in the dish, and then it, it, it swinging that is in that. And I had a few other miss Scotty one day and saying as well, so they end up calling me punch bag. <laughs> is is the ball right after hitting his face? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, 
what was your kind of memories at Morton as well? Obviously, we were five years before you went to St. Johnson, but who was the kind of, obviously, you, Scotty was there as well, but who was the kind of good characters in the dressing room and what was the best? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it was great. To, it was a great time five years there and like, went straight in and played, you know. Like, I think I played 144 games on, in, in a bounce. So for me, it was, it was brilliant like, to, to kickstart my career. One of the big memories was the Peter Head game when we won the third division. There was like, uh, like 8,000 8, people packed into Capo that day, do you know what I mean? So for to go and play football and that meant something, and then obviously we won the league that day as well. Winning one nil, Scott Barnum and yeah, scored the goal. It was, it was just it was different class, but so, so many characters. Big Peter Ellison, brilliant guy. We managed our Bain was he was there as well. He was an absolute. Him and Dean Keane together were absolutely nuts, man. Sometimes you'd walk, you'd come into training up at Corners Village, you'd see them standing with playing naked golf and that. It, it, was, it was crazy, man. What, we used to do four, four minute runs, right? What? And doing it the Corners Village, so it's a big open green. Uh, and one of these big, we're not doing runners, it was like a tree you run, you run around past a big bush, and you would run past and Dean Keenan's sitting there doing a shite. He was an absolute list cannon, great lad, you know, man. Honestly, so funny. Having Mitch got Dime or Mental together, but they, they, they two are definitely characters coming through there when I was there five years. Greg, do you finally get your right? Your your start in the first team in the the season, the last season Rangers won the league was 2010-11. See when you came into that team, like how how good was it to win the team with like Sir Naismith, Davis, Yellow? It's just what was the kind of memories for that season. Just to train about with the squad for the first time. Um, when I got called up, well, it was Ian Durant told me when it was on one Monday morning to say you could have been training with the first team. So. I was round, just come back round, train with the youth team, come back round, train with the first team, just to make up numbers. And then it, at one point, I was going around there every day. Then just then, you know the squad that it was there because obviously we, it was a big squad and it was a strong squad at the time. And you York yourself, it's going to be hard to get into the first team squad or even try to get appearance, come off the bench or even getting into the squad in match stage. So to to come in and train with the first team day in day out was was brilliant. And then. I got a sniff and uh, I think it was a league cup against Kilmark and a little scored yeah. down at Rugby Park. Right. Well, and, then I, and then I came back out the team and after that I was just training, training and then suddenly I get I was in the European squads and then I made my debut against PSV Eindhoven away from home and then, then played PSV on the Thursday and then we played Celtic on Sunday and then since then I, I played I think it was 43 or 44 league games in a, in a row to the end of the season and won it and then in the last game was a way to come out to win the league, the league. See the see just when you touch on that, that day at Rugby Park Nibd ever mentions it, how good your pass was for the second goal? <laughs> no <I> just <laughs> I can always remember it because uh, I was actually facing I was going towards it and then I put the ball in and then, and then when we scored our turn run, I just seen my dad and my dad and my dad's pal were there. But he said, because my dad said he was going to come because he didn't, he felt nervous. But obviously he turned up without telling me. And uh, I turned around, I just see my dad celebrating, jumping over people's seats and <laughs> it was just, it was just chaos at the time. Uh, but uh, it was good. That was the day flowing, if you ask me, because I think we were phone up or you know, up in 20 minutes. But I think we were turning up even before Celtic kicked off as well against Motherwell at Parkhead. That's right. I remember it was 3-0 after seven minutes. Shankers, were you there that day? No, I think I'd, 
had a game in the Sunday with Ayr when I was uh, when I was younger. I, would, I don't even care. How long ago was that? Ten years? I was <laughs> younger, <laughs> fourteen or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just a pop. And see, after that, Greg, obviously, when that was the, the last the last time he's won the league. But oh, did you get offered the new contract at the end of that season? No, I signed my new deal two weeks before that. Right. Uh, I had a year left in my contract and then they offered me another three years on top, but I wanted to sign four, so basically five years I wanted to sign at Rangers. And I got my five years. Uh, I signed it, but I kept it quiet till end of the season after the Kilmarnock game. Yeah. And then told it I signed. But then the season obviously after that, right? Yes, it went fucking tits up, didn't it? <laughs> when, when did you? It's the best way to describe it. <laughs> when did you see the see in the dressing room? When did you first get the feeling that the things were going, as you say, quite bad? What do you mean? Like when, in terms when, of how did did we know that it was coming? Aye, when did you first get the feeling that it was it was kind of it was coming? I can actually tell you the story. We actually. Alan McCoy actually organised a, a game on, on the Tuesday morning against Hibs through at Trinent for boys that have no played a lot of football. This is the year after we won the league. Yeah. But we had weeks building up to that. We knew that something was going on behind the scenes. We, we thought it was all just rumours at the time. Then, like I say, we had a, a bounce game against Hibs through in Trinent. But then the night before, David Weir asked the boys to come in wee bit earlier than normal because we had a meeting and then the owners came in the administrators came in and says this might happen blah 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 so we're on our way through to Hibs play the game then after the game Hibs put a lunch on for us at the training ground so when we walked in after we had showered to go get something to eat but Hibs put on for us walked up on the TV Sky Sports News Rangers and administration but that, that came on the screens while we were playing playing the game. So none of us knew what was happening. But we knew that something might have happened in a couple of weeks, maybe down yeah. the line, but we didn't know it was going to be that day we had in the morning before we left to go to the game. See as well as that, just this is this is me, this is not that's not my sheet. I've just got this question. You can answer yes or no if you want. Did you ever have any dealings with, with Master White? Nah. I left that to Grigsy and <laughs> he was like, oh, he's fucking mental. He was like, I couldn't believe the actual he saw he was slaughtering them in the changing room. <laughs> I mean like right you know what he is like, Chris here? He's just uh, fucking mental. He's, I don't know if he was been drinking or what, but he was fucking <laughs> he was absolutely slaughtering them. I've never seen anything like it, how hostile it was, how bad it was. And I'm I'm a wee boy at the time sitting back and like, oh fuck he's so awkward as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And then obviously you decide to, to leave. What, what was what happened there? Like why I remember being at school and hearing that you'd you'd left. But we all thought you'd been released. What was the actual story? Uh, I, I don't know what month it was, uh, January that Bolton came in at the time and wanted to sign me. Yeah, that's right. Did they not get a bid Did the right saying that? Aye, but then they came back in again, but I told the management I wanted to stay. Right. So obviously things happened to another and then we went to administration. I heard that obviously the canteen staff were getting 
made redundant. I was like, fuck it. But I, I was quite close to one of the, the catering staff at the club at the time. I thought, you know, if I get up some of my wages for them, then I might help the club. Yeah. But the dead manager will say that that wasn't going to happen. You would need to leave or take the percentage to the cut. There was there was three percentages. There was a 80%, 50%, and 25%. In the first team ones, we were at 80 uh, At the time, I'm like, you know what I mean? I, I didn't know what to do. So uh, I just thought, get up my contract that I signed, help the staff at the area at the time. Some people might think it was talking shit at the time, but... That's what happened. Then a couple of weeks later, I signed for Bolton. People thought it was just a set-up at the time, but it's just, it wasn't. Uh, I just had Bolton on the phone 24 hours trying to get me down to sign. And the time I left, it was it was difficult at the time because, you know, the media just wanted to jump on you. It was like a, a tea to set off for you. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, who, do you remember like, what was what was the atmosphere like when you left? Like, what were the teammates, your teammates saying to you when, when it all went down? I didn't see them at the time. Because right. uh, we had a couple of days off and I think players had meetings after meetings. Individual would come in certain times. And when one was getting, we were leaving. So we didn't really see each other at the time. Uh, but I still speak to some of the boys this day. So uh, I don't, there's no hard feelings with like the players that I played with. And, and after that, I left. There's some, quite a lot of boys left at the time okay. as well. Yeah, definitely. Chris, see, you're obviously your ten years at St Johnson. Obviously, your mm-hmm. your highlight would be this the Scottish Cup win. But what was how good was that ten years for you? And obviously, describe what the Scottish Cup win was like for you. Oh, brilliant! I mean, probably best time of my career anyway. Uh, you know, you go to a club when I signed. I didn't I didn't expect to be there that long. To be honest with you, uh, well, every player, you know, you're ambitious. You know what I mean? And I felt that I'd go to St Johnson. Hopefully they will maybe make another move, but you know it, it turned out I didn't need because by the time we established ourselves even after our first season, you know we kind of established ourselves as a, as a top six side. Uh, uh, brilliant dressing room, great boys and with great continuity. You know the, the spiny team that didn't change a lot. You know, Steve Anderson, Big Fraz, Dave McKay, uh, Murray Davidson, myself, uh, Big Easty came in as well. He, he was a kind of regular. Mark up top, Stevie made a good show. It was like kind of, you get added to every kind of year, but the, uh, the, the general continuity was always there. And that was the same with managers, you know, when I went there, Derek McKenna signed us, and, uh, and it was Steve Omas and Tommy, who obviously took over. But brilliant time, great club, uh, brilliant memories. Uh, obviously, Scottish Cup one, everybody talks about, uh, you know, it's about. I was there, Chrissy. You were there, mate, were you watching it? I, I was there, uh, because Mikey. He, he, like, he got course. me a ticket, so I went to his bra. He's he's an oddball, isn't he, Michael, man? Weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Hart, of course, is another one. Another, another one. Uh, but uh, it was a brilliant day, you know, obviously at Celtic Park. So for me, it was like kind of my career coming full circle again. You know, I'd started at Celtic and one of the biggest games was at least Scottish Cup final at Celtic Park. And it was against Dundee United and, you know, they had a good side. Yeah. They had a good side. Uh, Andy Robertson was there. Uh, big shift up top. Yeah. Uh, Armstrong, Mackay, Stevens. So they, they were favourites, but we did the number all year. Like, we, we, we took like four off from that year and, and we had to beat, lost to them. Uh, Jackie McNamara and Simon Donnelly was, was the manager. Tommy just had, had them on toast, man. Even the build up to the game, he was like playing me mind games and naming their team, saying they wouldn't play me gold day and that. And, and he was biting. <laughs> he was biting. He was so biting on the thing. So we, we, we knew going into the game that, that, that we would, I felt we would win it. So the semi final for us against Aberdeen was probably a bigger game for us because we we've been I'd played in like some like seven semi finals and 
and lost most of them up, all of them up to that point, obviously. Uh, and we got put out the League Cup final, League Cup semi against Aberdeen that season as well, but Tynecastle, they took four of us. Uh, so we're 1 0 down at half time, and I think the talk about Steve McLean gave it a bit of like, I can't remember exactly what he says, but it was basically like, we don't want to do this again. Like, come on, we've been here too many times. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, uh, Maisel popped up with two brilliant goals. So for us, at Ibrox, that, that day was. That was a big game for us, and we always felt going to the final we'd, we'd win it, and, and so it turned out two and a half, and and we deserved it. Do you know what I mean? We were a better team on the day, uh, and just to to get hands on that trophy and everything after it was just different class. And I think the biggest thing for me was what it meant to other people. You know, like it was the first major trophy in St Johnston's history, so you know the, that, that team will be doing and uh, as legends and up in Perth and for three days, man. I, I didn't even get changed. I think I, I woke up <laughs> much every every day. Uh, kicked on a fourth day when I came back to the road for Perth. Uh, so <laughs> I, the celebrations were good. Was that the year Dirty United beat Rangers in the, sem- the se- semi-final? Because mm-hmm. right. in that game, I think, if I remember, all the talk was about there because they had like Gold and, and Robertson and that, good players. They can almost dismiss you, which was probably better for you going into that final that nobody was really really talking about you. Definitely, and that's the way it was. was it was always a case that we were, we were always... Like, what you would tell like, horrible to play against people hated, but we could play off the back of it as well. Do you know what I mean? You, you've got to be able to do day off all sides of the game, and I think that's what we were good at. We were well organised. We'd all played together. We, we were ex- with great experience throughout the team. Uh, we had match winners as well. Do you know what I mean? The likes of like Mikey, Stevie May, these kind of players. You know what I mean? Who Maka, who David Wellerspin. So you know these guys have all played Premier League all their days. You know, good players, good good players. So for us, we knew that we. we Maybe not in our people's eyes, but we, we, we always felt we were a good side and we could we could take points off anybody if we turned up and played. Yeah, definitely. Greg, see obviously after you left Rangers, you went to Bolton and you had a kind of spell at Aberdeen, St Marin, Plymouth as well. Like, was it? How did you kind of feel after you left Rangers? Was there any of the spells you kind of really enjoyed? Uh, the best spell I actually enjoyed was at uh, Plymouth. I was there for two years. Um, but first when. I spoke to the manager there at Adams at the time. Was, yeah. I know I heard a, a few stories about him. And I was saying, "Fuck it, yeah, like, <laughs> see what, see how it is." And then he phoned me, and then he, he wanted to meet me up the fort. So I went and met him, spoke to him, and then afterwards, I didn't know where the Plymouth was at the time. So I looked it up on Google Maps. I was like, "Oh, ends <laughs> 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 I was like, ah, "You're nearly in France, man." That <laughs> <laughs> means so. So, but I said, no, I signed the week after I spoke to him. I thought I'd give it a go. Uh, it's probably the best teams I've, I've had. Uh, the first year I played there was we got to Wembley, uh, played there, to beat in the final. Big Akin Femer just scores two. But no, he scored a penalty and then Lyle Taylor scored. Uh, but building up to that, was we played Portsmouth in the playoff games. It was, it was, it was unbelievable. So I, that's probably the post, my best spells was at Plymouth. Brilliant. Chris, you went back to Morton a couple of years ago and you've been there ever since. Like, How good's that spell been for your career? And then I'll, I'll touch on, obviously, what's, uh, what the plans are for the future. But how good's your, your time been at Morton since you went back? No, I've enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, when I left St Johnston, like, I felt like I did feel I had another year in me. I felt I could have played at that level for another year, but Tommy had made his decision in that. And you don't always agree with the manager, but uh, I, I got a testimonial on that and it was brilliant. So... That, that was good, and then so the contract was up, and I, uh, I actually spoke to Dundee United as well. Uh, Paul Sturrock phoned us 
It's weird because we got up to a concert up at uh, Lionel Richie, uh, me and the missus, and we drove up and my phone goes and it's Paul Stewart. And I was like, this is bizarre. I'm going up here and he's out of the blue. And I had just spoke to Ray McKinnon as well, like, like the day previous. So I was like, I was going to sign there and then obviously like, Dundee United were interested. And I just think at that point in my career, it was, I'd been away for 10 years at like, travelling. My missus would just, would just open their own wee salon, her salon and that. So we're putting things in place for the future. So uh, Dundee United also a bigger club and uh, they had a good team in that as well. But I just felt that it was time to, to come home in the situation. So I spoke to Ray McKinnon uh, and, and, and decided to sign. And, you know, we started a fly. It was brilliant. We were flying good players at the club. Uh, and then four days in, four games in, he leaves. <laughs> just goes, we couldn't believe it. We were like, we were flying here. The place was buzzing. We just did the best training session on Friday, right? The chairman was up the place, we were doing like a box, right? And it was pure popping. Chairman leaves. He's like, what a session that is. Boys are buzzing for the game. So I'm, I'm doing PT and I'm doing like my measurements with one of my clients, right? And he's a Morton fan. He's like, Ray McKinnon's left, by the way. I was like, I've just, no, he's not. I was like, he's just a one face. No, no, mate, he's gone. And obviously it broke. Uh, they left. So for, uh, it was a bit bizarre in that for, for us. But, uh, you know, it's been, it's, it's been great, great club. Very passionate fans in that, and obviously being local, you you know if you're not doing well, they like they sure let you know that that's for sure. But it's great, and uh, you know we're, we're kind of in a transition every year. It's like there's a turn of players, but there's a great bunch of boys here just now. And I'm really enjoying it. Uh, obviously, Hoppy moved on, and we've kind of been player coach role. Uh, but I've really enjoyed that side of it as well, and it's something maybe I thought about. But now that I've kind of I'm in, in helping doing that role, I've really enjoyed it. The play, and the players have been brilliant. You know, it's. I'm still their teammate, you know, but, yeah. you know, it, which it, it can be difficult sometimes because at the end of the day, like the first day, you've got to tell three players that are not even in the squad and that's your mates in the dressing So it's difficult having that side, but the players have been different class. They, they totally, totally respect to myself, Jim, Anton uh, and Brian. And they made it, made it dead easy. And it's easier as well when, obviously, results have been good. Yeah. Right, I'm going to ask you a, a question here and you can, it's going to be a two-part question and you, you, I would quite like you to answer it if that's okay. Firstly, have you thought about management? And secondly, when David Hopkins left, you were you were in you were very very high in a few Morton fans' wish list to get the job. Have you thought about management? And if the Morton job is still available, are you interested? Well, uh, first part, I, I I didn't. It's the one of ones. It's like you just you you want to stay within the game at some point or within sport. Actually, I've always thought. Uh, so that's why I've done my personal training. I've done a degree in. Uh, sports journalism, so that, that was always something in my head. I done my quote B license, so but it's all about opportunities, isn't it? And you know this one has, has come up, and I think I'd be daft to say to say no. I'm I'm, I'm not interested in it. Uh, I, of course I'm. Uh, whether that be the manager or a coaching role, what you know whoever whoever's in charge, whoever's it be will decide that. But you know I've, I've really enjoyed the enjoyed the role that I've got just now. Uh, I. The players have responded well. I think we're, we're doing well. I think we're playing some decent football at times, maybe not on Friday night there, but <laughs> uh, there was factors for that as well. So it's it's, it's definitely something I'd be interested in. I'd, you know, it's it'd be the next step for me. Uh, you know, I'm 30, 38 in March. Still trying to, still want to play as long as possible, but, yeah. you know, I know there's less days ahead of me. Brilliant. Greg, obviously just a, well, can I do this and then we'll, shank, we'll bring Shankers in with the quick fire questions. You're now at East Stirling. Obviously, you're still young. Do you do you feel as if you can you can play at a higher level in the future again? 
Um, well, to be quite honest, um, I'm actually enjoying it. It's been a long time I've enjoyed my, my football and put a spell back in my face again, playing week in, week out and, you know, turn up to training every night. You know, we train three nights a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so sometimes people think, why are you train three nights a week? But that's the way the manager wants. Uh, but I'm loving it. Uh, it's something something different. It's been a, it's a good league. Uh, there's good players in the league as well. I was really surprised how good that is. Uh, it's good facilities. We, we train at Falkirk Stadium and obviously that's your home games as well yeah um, like I said there's, there's some good teams in there like Kelly Hearts East Kilbride uh, you know, this year East Kilbride I've spent a wee bit of money getting players in uh, like Pates and you know, Chris, Chris Askin so no I'm, I'm enjoying it um, would I go if I had the opportunity I, I would uh, if, if it was the right if it was the right call but you know you're saying I'm getting young, I'm 30 in March, so um, I don't know, Paul, if, if, if it's the right move for me, yeah, I would, but right now I'm just, I'm concentrating on being still on, because you've still got a chance of getting up, but six points off top of that game in hand, so yeah, I'm just concentrating on playing, playing the other and when the season starts back up, then I, we don't know, uh, but we're still in dialogue with the, with the club and the management and the players uh, on the phone, so but no, I'm enjoying it, and then that's that's the main thing about football. You just want to enjoy it. Yeah. Did you, you when he's going to play Kelty, you can message me and give, and I'll give you a few pointers. We studied them uh, up here, but three nothing. So I have seen that last year in the Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> we actually last uh, Friday we were meant to play uh, Bonus in the Bonus game. We played against Spartans, so the, the league came back to us and asked us if we wanted to play a league game. So. We, we were like, that's fine now. So the club asked Kelly Hearts if we wanted to play back-to-back the Friday, but we are due to play on the Tuesday as well, so the first game would be at our place. Fair good turn and say, refused to play us <laughs> on the Friday. Then on the Tuesday, the game got called off because it was you know, bad weather, but the, the, the weather was fine, but I heard there was a few injuries at Kelly Hearts. And then Andy Rogers fucks off there, didn't he? <laughs> didn't even know about it as well. <laughs> Greg, see just before... We bring in Shankers with a quick fair question. Did you see when you were you kind of had a few kind of spells at other clubs? Did you did you kind of follow a lovely football a bit? Yeah, I did at one point. I'm not going to lie, I did fail at football uh, at one point because I just wanted to settle on and be somewhere I'm enjoying. I think right now that's what I'm enjoying it uh, because I'm playing. I have played like 16, 17 games already because we we play a lot of games and cup games. So I've played every game and I'm playing in a position where I, I love playing that. An old wing back, uh, with a three five two or a four five two. That wing back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's like well, as long as you've got three centre halves that you fucking can cover, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I'm enjoying it. That's me. That's what you know. Shanks and Crystal Terry you just want to play football and, and enjoy it. Uh, mm. You know, waking up on Saturday morning with fit a game is still trying to be honest. Uh, if there's no game, I'll be training, but there's none of that. Yeah, definitely. Right, well, it's a quick fire questions time, which Wilson usually does this, but well, Wilson's obviously not here, so Shan, because it's taken over for this week, are you properly prepared for the questions you've got here? No, be sure. Me and Alice were up all night uh, doing these questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, what do you want to do? You want to answer them 
at the same time, or will I ask one and then ask the other? Just answer them at the same time, or that's easier. Aye. Uh, you're, right, you're first one, first one is, that's what I get a big box for, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Messi. Oh, left, you're a lefty, no, Greg? Man, I thought you were a <laughs> messy idea. Uh, right, would you rather win your league or win the Scottish Cup? League. Oh, I've won the Scottish, so I'll say league. <laughs> I like right, Would you rather, if you're playing your rivals, would you rather scud them 5 nothing or score a last minute winner and you score it? <laughs> Last minute winner. Uh, last minute winner. <laughs> did you play, did, did, were you involved with that game when Edu scored the last minute winner uh, against Celtic? Celtic? No, I wasn't involved. No. But I'll go uh, last minute winner. That's the next one. Your best team night out, whereabouts? Newcastle. Dublin, Christmas days. Dublin, aye. Uh, um, Chinese or Indian? Chinese. Chinese. Uh, and the last one, I think I know what the answers are going to be for this, but your best career moment, career highlight. Scottish Cup. Uh, aye. Uh, one in the week, a week up and playing all fun games. Mm-hmm. That's us, I think. You getting in, Alison? I'll get done. <laughs> I, I've, got <laughs> I've got one. I've got one. And I'm going to throw us to both of you, so I'll ask. What was your, your favourite night out story? Oh. Uh, I don't know. It'd be a hard one to put the boys underneath the bus, man. I've got one. Is my missus upstairs? <laughs> 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 was in the, go, St. Johnston, but it's just like, so we'd, uh, we were playing in uh, Switzerland against Lucerne and uh, so after, I think it was a draw the first game. Or did we win 1-0 over her? I think we won 1-0 over her. So we came back to the hotel and Tommy, like, Tommy's like, ah, right, you guys can go a wee drink tonight. Like, so we all sat there, right? So we're having a few beers sitting at the, at the after our food night after the game. Next, it, like, you know what happens. It starts getting carried away a wee bit. Next thing, Tommy orders like, around a vodka shot, right? So we're all like, ah, right, you're then they shoot vodka shots. All right, lads, you're sneaking out, right? We're going to go find a pub somewhere and we'll sneak out, right? So we were, like, we were, up, we were all going upstairs, right? So all the young boys are like, can you go back? No, look, look, the younger man just need to go up. So all the experience was myself, Maka, Razor, right? Like he's staying at. So, so it was about 10 years, right? We sneaked down the fire escape. And we go, well, well, Larry, where are we going to go? So there's a wee guy walking down a manhole. So we walked over to him and we're like, look, mate, where, where, where can we go? Like, he's like, oh, there's a pub just from the corner here. I was like, look, we'll give you 40 euros if you take us, right? Is that any bother, right? So we jump in the back of this white van, right? So in the back of this white van, we're all singing songs, pure buzzing, man. Drive to this place, and it's just full of St. Johnston fans, right? It's St. <laughs> Johnston fans everywhere. I'm like, oh, for God's sake, we're going to get caught here no matter what. So we're like, oh, fuck it, let's go, right? So we jump in the back of the van, man, and it was one of the best nights we've ever had. We were all chatting <laughs> the fans. The chairman and that was there as well, so we could definitely get caught. But the gaff and that was there, right? So after it, we get back to the hotel, and we're all up in the... Uh, one of the rooms and we've got me and Tam Scobie, right? We're taking his gear off, slapping him with flip flops and all that, just total <laughs> riots. So go to bed, wake up, bang, 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 pounding in the door. I've slept in, right? It's Paul Smith, who's like kind of CEO guy, and he's like, ah, 
you need to get downstairs. That Tommy's down there. He's raging, man. He knows he's involved with it. Get downstairs. So we all get in. I'm like, ah, it's not for us. I can need to see him. Need to see that. Right. Tommy's coming there. He's like, he's a disgrace. I want to know who was it and who was not He's are off going to get fined if he's don't tell me. I'm like, don't say a word. Tell the boys and that, right? So we leave to go to the airport. First to crack, big Brian Easton, Tommy's boy, goes up and says, I was it, I was it. So by the time we, were, we all went and told him that the, the story. So it was a brilliant story, brilliant night out. But we all got done, I think it was 100 quid fine, everybody. But me and Tam Scobie got done 200 because we slept in. So <laughs> that, was, uh, that, was, that was a really good night. But Tommy loved it, to be fair. He was really good. He's like, Look, I love the fact that you've done that. And he's won it. And he's, I just showed the kind of uh, yeah. camaraderie we had. And we, we went through, we beat them in the, we drew it, we drew it home in the home leg anyway, so we went through, so it was, a, it was all good. Do you, did you know find that boy for shitting it in a, in grass and fell in? <laughs> he should have been fighting for the, for the flails. <laughs> no, he was all right, he was all right, he got away with it. Greg, what's yours? Uh, we got up, we were playing, I think it was at Bradford away or Doncaster, one of them, at Plymouth. And uh, we thought, we'll go to Newcastle for three nights. But we had, obviously, the manager wanted us back in on the Monday. But we found out that the manager wasn't going to come back on the Monday. He went back up the road after the game as well. So uh, so we booked a flight to, flights from Newcastle to Exeter. So uh, out Saturday, out Sunday. And then we were, on the Sunday, the fancy dress day, we were, we were at Stephen. We all said, teacher, why don't we just don't go into training on Monday if the gaffers are going to be there? <laughs> so... One of the boys let on it, obviously, Derek Adams was staying up the road. He went back up and he wouldn't have been in Monday. So we're like, oh, might as well. The assistant manager was all right. He was he was good at the time. So we thought, I'd be all right, be all right. So we changed our flights to the Tuesday. So we went out Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And we never went back. They wanted us back on the Monday, but we never went. We, we just patched it. So we stayed in Newcastle for an extra night. So we flew back on the Tuesday. I think the flight was in the morning or the afternoon. But a couple of the boys missed their flights, didn't they? So, oh, no. the, so we we went back on the Tuesday and Wednesday we walked because the manager was training on Wednesday. He used our day off, but he, we were walked in on Wednesday. The manager's like, "This is weird, didn't you know?" He's like, "We're the flipping weirdos, blah blah blah." <laughs> so I'm along the lines. So the assistant manager says, by the way, the gaffer was in on Monday. He had the training and all that set up. And he was standing in the training <laughs> park waiting for his arm. There's me there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> so you obviously changed his mind and went back to Plymouth. He never went back up the road. And then the Monday, he set up in the training park on the mannequins. <laughs> and half ten, he started looking. He's like, where the fuck's every cunt? He's standing there. And he's there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but always man. So I we all get fined. It was saying about hundred quid each or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that was one is funny as fuck. Shankers, that goes to you as well. Which yours? Kind of really remember. To be honest, I can't. Really, I just block you after nights. It gets that stage where you can't get any drunker, and then you just forget the rest. Kind of really remember. To be totally honest, Newcastle was marking a first. I was only 18 with air. That was the kind of first night out. And Scotty and that was it. Scotty McGough was it, air, man. They they would, they would like, order, order raw vodka and that and be going, you will only drink that. So as you're the young one and go, I am a one. Scotty was drinking soul, soul beer. And uh, every time he went up, you'd ask for a soul and he'd 
would put a lime in it. So eventually he just he would walk up to Barman and go, Two souls and chuck the limes to fuck. <laughs> 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 See him and him and Moff, they they were mental that night. See after every drink, they would just chuck the glass after one, smash it. This was like as soon as we got there, it was about seven, eight o'clock, there's couples couples sitting in in the pub it was like quite a nice bar and uh and can quite quite there was no music things like that quite uh quiet and then they'd be finishing it and all I'd hear was <laughs> like stone cold stone cold wrestling music <laughs> <laughs> oh bro we time for a few fan questions uh we've got a couple of celtic ones i'll throw this to chris first of all chris what are your thoughts and the rumors about eddie howe Difficult, do you know what I mean? Like, obviously Neil Lynn's still on the job, so like, like, I think Eddie Howe did well, didn't he? Did a Bournemouth and that. Uh, he's a young manager. I think like, he's still a player. I like the way he, he sets up. He seems organised, a good organiser as well. So, you know, if they went down that road, I, I don't think it would be a bad appointment. But uh, obviously you hope that kind of Lenny can turn it around and, and kick on again. But as we, we touched on earlier, the like, league looks if it's gone. Yeah. Greg, what do you think about Ryan Kent? Do you think he warrants a drop in the Rangers team? The reason I've asked you that is because I think, and you you can agree or disagree, but I think the, the hmm. hardest posi- position in Scottish football is to be a Rangers winger because everybody gets compared to Brian Loudrop. David <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> exactly. What do you kind of think of that? Do you, how, how hard was it, the pressure of being a, a winger at Rangers? And what do you think of Ryan Kent? Ryan Kent? I don't know if he- He's in a winning team, isn't he? They're unbeaten. Uh, we do want to change a, an unbeaten team and upset the, 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 the squad or the team. I don't know. It's something that the manager always say. He'll make his he'll make the decision. He's a manager at the end of the day. But for me, I wouldn't I wouldn't drop him. It's just he's in a he's, like I said, he's in a, a routine of a, a team who are going for a wee bit of success in So I wouldn't drop him and. For your other question, I it's hard to put as a winger because the demands of playing for Rangers are Celtic and never putting in any position, you respect a lot of you. Mm-hmm. As another question here as well, what do you think the, the difference in mentality is between the team you played for in 2011 that won the title under Walter Smith and the difference in the current Rangers team? What, what do you think, like, do you think there is a, a difference in, obviously, the, this Rangers team's going for a, a title. Do you see the similarities between both teams? Yeah, I do agree, but, yeah. Uh, I just think they've got that mentality of, you know, going and winning every game. You know, as well, I think the same as us. I think we only conceded 13, 14 goals that season as well. And the Rangers have only conceded six to up to now, so... Oh, was it seven? Because obviously Murrell scored a day, but yeah, it's just I think it's just the, the same. But um, it's a good question, I. Brilliant. Final question to, to everybody. I'll start with. I'll give this to all three of you. I'll start with Chris. Who is the best player you've played with or played again and played against in the Scottish League? I'll give this to all three years, but I'll start with Chris. The best I've played with uh, coming through for me, Sean Maloney was. I stand it. Do you know what I mean? Right, right from day one, I, I was like, he's going to play for his first team. Uh, brilliant player. So clever. So good, man. Honestly, he's probably up there with one of the best I've played with coming through. Uh, playing against, I always say, Steve Davis. I think he's a brilliant player. He's my type of player, like, similar to the position I play and, and how, I, how I try to play. 
uh, keeps everything nice and simple, keeps everything ticking over, sets sets the tempo of the game. Uh, and you know, he's, it's no coincidence that he's still playing at the, the level that he is. Uh, probably professional. Uh, I always remember one of the games I played against Rangers and uh, the first year we came up in semi final at, at Hamden, we could beat two nine. And I was playing up against them and I had a good game, to be fair. And I thought we were a better team. We ended up losing it to now. We probably didn't deserve to lose the game. But just after that game, I thought, he's a good player. That's, he's a really good player. So I'd have to say him. Yeah. I remember Sean Maloney's goal against Rangers at, at uh, Parkhead. I think it was Maloney. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, that was a screamer, that goal. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he, let's see, he had a great career in that. But, you know, he, he did kind of pick up injuries. And I think that kind of, you know, if he could have stayed injury-free and... I think he would have wanted in a better career, uh, but not definitely class player. Definitely, Greg. Who would you say is the best player you played with and played against in the Scottish League? There's been a couple of players that I played with uh, in the Scottish Premier League. I thought were, were good. Uh, obviously, Davis, Yelvich, but you know, Kenny McLean. I was with at Saint Right. He was uh, his technique was was frightening. Uh, but oh, I think tops it over probably Stephen Davis. Just, the guy's a genius. The ball his feet is just ridiculous. How he's, I think he's got eyes at the back of his feet, to be honest. He sees, him, he sees things that I don't even see. You know what I mean? Uh, hardest player I played against has uh, probably been uh, Wanyama. Because uh, he was playing at the time when Brown was playing, he had him in the, on the right-hand side of the park. Yeah, I don't know why he ended up switching, and it's just an absolute unit. It's like we'll going through a brick wall, man, sometimes. <laughs> Shankar, so you got. I'm embarrassed to ask this because. Uh, <laughs> hey, answer this because of the players that we are doing. Uh, when I was at Air, probably Michael Moffat, see, just because where he came from, I played with Gordon Juniors, my brother, and then he. He's came, he eventually scored, I think he scored his 100th goal for air no long ago. And he's kind of, he went with a wee, a wee shot and filming away and he's come back. He's just for, to stay at that level, kind of, a lot of players maybe take the jump up for a couple of years and then they're back down. But for him to stay there, maintain it, I think he's, I think he's his best player, Moffat. He's so unselfish. See the, the running and work rate that, that mm-hmm. he does is he's brilliant. Uh, I'm surprised he maybe he never went even. For their own in there, like yeah, to, to a team like uh, in, in the SPL, uh, he could probably have done a job with them. Uh, Michael Moffat's probably probably the kind of best of I've been I've played with it, yeah, anyway. Uh, played against. Played against. Mm. When 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 I was at Air, Rangers were in their division, uh Lewis McCullough. I I don't know he's I don't know where where he's ended up now. He was he was a good player. He was young and he was he was coming through. And that Rangers team probably won. He's at Plymouth. I said Plymouth. Is that right? Yeah. Bad injury at Brentford. Had uh, his ACL or something. Yeah. Or him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably one of them. Pretty well. Uh, apart that, that bit about that, I think Curry really melted. We played against when we were here. We played a pre-season game against Man United and Pogba was playing. That game had a fifteen-minute cameo. That game, he was playing. He's, he's obviously, he's obviously kind of kind of done no bad for himself now. <laughs> <laughs> was he intimidating? I can't really remember when you when you're young in that. It's you know that you don't care, but you just kind of play dead freely in that. You don't really think about about anything like that. You're just it's no like 
arrogance or anything. You're just can you just go out and play every game like, like a normal game with your pals kind of thing. There's a lot of good players played in, played in that uh, Man United game. Lingard and, and Ravel Morrison. He's probably one of the best really players as well. And he's just no no kind of hit, hit the heights that was expected him. Probably his own fault with the attitude and stuff like that. Mm, definitely. Well, that'll do us for this week's episode of the Scottish Football Show. I just want to say to Greg and Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show. It's been really enjoyable. Thanks very much for coming on. That's fine. Sure. Yes. Thank you. Perfect. And Shank, it's a pleasure as always. Pleasure's mine. Pleasure. Thank very much. We'll be back. We'll be back next week with another new episode. But thanks very much to the boys, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>